Today I'm going to talk about the needs of a sales rep on the street. I think they need more volume. Um, hopefully you can hear me now. Um, the needs of a sales rep on the street. How many people, I'm just curious, are currently uh, in sales with their, with, with their companies? Um, and any of you who are sales managers or a couple of sales managers here too. So I've been um, a sales rep for most of my wine career uh, when I've work worked in wholesale. I've also been on the retail side and I've been a sommelier as well, as, as Lauren had mentioned. Um, so I understand the needs um, as you know, the, the, the rep out there on the street. All my experience has been in New York City. Uh, are you mostly, who's New York based and who's New York based? So some and the rest are around the country. Life as a sales rep in New York City and maybe other metropolitan areas can be a little bit different. We're usually not as mobile. We don't use, uh, we don't drive as much. We're probably using public transportation a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to sort of allude to that, and that's that's sort of part of um, the day-to-day -day that I've experienced. But the essential tools are the same no matter where people um, are working and, and the communications processes. So um, a day in the life of. Um, of a sales rep, um, you know, it can be quite a lonely life sometimes. Uh, you're out on the street, you're out visiting at accounts all day, uh, you're, you know, out early in the morning, maybe 10 a.m. after you've already been sending emails from home or at the office, depending on your setup. And uh, the day can go till late in the evening. It could be sort of an early out around 7 p.m. Or you could still be hustling a little bit later to meet those key accounts where you know your beverage director might have a little bit of free time uh, towards the end of their shift. So um, the sales rep typically is going to need a little bit of help from their manager or from the back office. So the New York um, sales rep, I mean, this is their commute. They're on the train, they're on the MTA, and it's, it's, it's not fun sometimes. Uh, their office, their mobile office is, is, is in cafes. Uh, they are, uh, you know, their day is made up of meeting clients, trying to get as many tastings as possible. Um, sending in orders. Again, this is all done remotely. You're going to have, you know, one of these. You know, as a sales rep in New York, it's, it's, it's all about having your, your bag of samples and, your, and your, your smartphone. That's really how you connect with your clients and with the, uh, with the office. Um, more tastings throughout the day, um, you know, moving between accounts and hopefully getting as many uh, appointments in as you can right, right till the end of the day. So. Um, for a salesperson to effectively do their job, there, there's key things that they need that management must provide, that the company must provide. It's the tools of the trade. You know, you can have a great bag of wines, a great portfolio, but um, you need to have the supporting information. Don't underestimate the level of information that your clients may need and uh, that your salesperson would like to be able to provide them in, in order to, to, um, to close the sale. Um, that can range from something as simple as you know a region and varietal or a wine name with a price all the way through to um, appellation information, information about the vineyards, terroir, aspect, the winemaking techniques, etc. All of that. So, so please try to provide that for your sales team because when they need it, it's going to be very important for them to maintain credibility um, for you at the company, for the, the supplier they're representing, and for themselves. Because don't forget, it's they're maintaining the relationship. They're the ones on the street uh, who, who, who the, the client has the relationship, and it's just very much a relationship game. 
Um, it's essential, one of the most important things that I've heard when I polled colleagues for preparing for this presentation. Uh, I polled many colleagues I've, I've known over the years and peers that I meet on the streets. Accurate inventory information. If you can provide live access to that through you know, smart technology tools, then do that. But at the very least, provide information on a, on a weekly or even a daily basis if you can. It's important they know what they're selling against. Uh, they, can't, um, you know, they can't sort of give a wine a push and then find that you, know, you were down to your last 20 cases and the, and the other two reps have already sold that today. Give them an idea as well of you know, what's in the next container? What are you expecting? When are you expecting new arrivals, whether it's new vintages or just you know, restocking uh, their best sellers? Their bread and butter wines cannot really go out of stock. You, you, you can't do that. You're gonna, you're gonna you just have too much attrition. You're gonna lose clients and you're gonna lose your salespeople as well if that happens regularly. Um, you know, provide the, the best tools you can uh, to facilitate um, the transactions. So if you can put that on an iPad or a similar device, uh, which would be um, all of the technical information, the inventory information, etc. One very good tool that I've found is Google Drive. Uh, Google Drive will allow you to store PDFs, to store um, you know, Excel uh, spreadsheets and other, other information, photographs of vineyards, uh, photographs of wine cellars, whatever the salesperson needs. And by, by digitizing, you're sort of showing a technology forward approach. And that will impress your buyers, especially if they're younger buyers. They like to see that. It makes them feel a little bit better about engaging with you as a company, as opposed to maybe being a little bit more old fashioned with folders and things like that. Of course, it's, it's, it's very much about the product as well. It's about having the right product mix. Your, your sales reps are going to need a book of products that will get them the widest range of accounts and allow them to best penetrate the accounts. Uh, it's very important to have a diversity in your range of products, whether you're having a sort of a global portfolio or whether you're, even if you're working within one particular country, it's important to diversify within regions. Take Italy, for instance, don't just do Tuscany, don't just do Sicily. It's important to diversify outside of uh, one particular region. But you know, there's many reasons for diversifying. One is a successful salesperson will be able to sell SKUs from multiple parts of your portfolio. So even if you're known as a Spanish specialty company, give your sales reps wines from New Zealand, from France, from, from South Africa as well, because once they get account control, they'll be able to sell those other wines in, even though you'll be known as, let's say, a Spanish wine portfolio. But it can be risky not to have diversity. You'll remember, many of you, the, uh, the Australian, or sorry, Austrian, pardon me, um, scandal about 25 years ago when they had, there was antifreeze discovered in some of the, uh, the wines. And, and, and the bottom fell out of the, uh, the Austrian wine market for many years. So don't open yourself up to the risk of that happening with your portfolio. It's gonna to take too long to recover. You want various price points um, in your portfolio. You can't have a too low end or too, too high end. You know, the different, parts of the, port of the um, portfolio should be able to let your rep sell for buy the glass placements where they're gonna get regular reorders, they're gonna get volume orders because those orders will bring in other wines in their wake. Uh, that's where they'll be able to get wines to place on the big list. They won't be the volume sellers but they'll be, they'll be wines at higher price points. Um, you want, maybe you've got wines that'll sell for, for, a, um, for a happy hour, maybe it's a, an inexpensive muscadet for a, um, 
for an oyster bar happy hour. Maybe you've got a Cabernet Sauvignon from, from Puglia that can sell to a burger place for a happy hour. So there's also the holy grail of the, uh, like the 15 and under table or the 20 and under table, depending on your market, that will again give, the, give your sales rep those repeat orders on a, on a regular basis, uh, aka the, the floor stack, uh, similar uh, notion um, in bigger markets with more space. Here in New York, we don't see as many floor stacks. We just don't have the, the real estate in many, uh, in many accounts. Um, but also have more expensive wines, so special occasion wines, wines for dinner parties at the weekends, some top shelf selections for the wine collectors as well. So really have a good diversity of, um, of wines and encourage feedback. Again, this is about relationships, so it allows your sales reps to um, maintain a relationship with their, with, with their clients to, to ensure that you're representing the, the products that, that, that are meaningful to them. So, you know, you, of course, you start your company with a vision, but you need to be flexible and you need to be able to respond to the market, and that will give you more sales and it'll keep your salespeople engaged. Communication, of course, is, is absolutely critical. Um, again, I mentioned sometimes it can be a, like a lonely business out there on the street as a salesperson. They need to know that there's somebody within reach that can help them get an important piece of information, sometimes at very short notice, uh, to help them close sales. Um, so establish a cadence of regular updates uh, for various kinds of information. I already mentioned earlier the, um, the importance of inventory reports as they know what they're selling against. But you know, let them know everything they need to know about new products, whether they're additions to existing uh, suppliers' uh, ranges or new products from new regions that you're bringing in. Give them some advance notice because it could be useful for them to plant seeds of information in their account bases. Um, and um, you know, make their job easy for them. So if there's new restaurants opening in their territory, send them information about that. Just really help them. Uh, because their job often is not easy. They're dealing with you know, rejections on, on a daily basis. They're dealing with the elements, all the things that I've mentioned. So really, really help them. Send them industry news that they may not get. You might have one subscription to um, a trade publication at the office. So you know, take a snapshot of that. Send them a PDF of some latest trends. Um, as a manager, you should be accessible uh, via phone, via text, and via email on as reasonable a basis as you can. So that sometimes will be late, you know, but, but you're their conduit to, uh, to success. You, you, you know things that they don't know, and it's very important that they can access information and also know that you're responsive as a manager. That's, that's, that's vitally important and something that I heard, again, from colleagues in the field as well as my own experience. Um, Make sure that the back office confirms all orders uh, promptly and it can communicate any shortcomings. In case you know, everybody was, had a successful day with a particular wine and you run out of it, depending on the size of your company, um, you might not have, um, you could, you know, a pallet of wine could sell out in pretty short order over a day or two if something unexpected happens. Maybe there's a great review. Um, or something, something that you didn't anticipate. So uh, confirm the order so they can get back to their clients because they might be able to do a, make a substitution, but rather than something just not showing up uh, the next day. Um, 
they're out on their own in the field a lot of the time, so um, field support is very important. Um, they have the great wines, you've given, them, you've given them the tools, you've given them the wines, but sometimes they just can't quite crack a particular account. So visit the accounts on a regular basis. You're not, you're not checking up on your, on your uh, salespeople unless they're, 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 they're weak, uh, but generally, um, and this point was made yesterday, don't focus on what people are bad at, focus on what they're, they're good at, and I completely agree with that point that the first speaker made. But sometimes you might need to go to an account with them, and you'll see something that they didn't see. You might see a particular something on the shelf in a retailer, or something on the wine list that perhaps they didn't see, and you can coach them afterwards so that they will you know, have some kind of a breakthrough. Um, a big thing, I don't know if you know, the, the, it's the jargon work with, and I know many of you are in the business, so you, you'll probably know. The work with is when your supplier comes to town and they want to see where are their wines performing, what, what restaurants are they in, especially if they're more you know, premium restaurants, they want to see the, the retailers that they're in. But as you probably know if you've been a sales rep, sales reps hate doing work with. But more than sales reps hate doing work with, their clients hate them even more. They don't want to have to spend the time meeting with suppliers, with some exceptions. Of course, if it's a, a blue chip domain, if somebody's some kind of you know, Bordeaux aristocracy, they might get a kick out of meeting somebody. Uh, but but uh, generally speaking, if, if they're gonna have to spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes, going through a tasting, sitting down, when they don't have the time in the day. So it's important to, uh, to, to really to rethink that. And there's many ways of doing that. So rather than going out and trying to visit five or six accounts or more with one of your reps, have a breakfast, invite, maybe you do a breakfast for, for your reps. So you have a get together and, and all the reps meet, meet your supplier and um, you know, they can build rapport with them. I've always found that when people uh, have met the supplier that they just feel a lot more engaged, they feel a little bit more skin in the game with those particular products and they're, they're more willing to make, give them that extra push when a supplier leaves. So supplier and rep relationships are very important to nurture. But then also think about what else you can do during the day. Maybe you can do a lunch meeting for a set of clients. Certainly go out and see some accounts but don't make the, 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 the supplier visit all about the work with. Do, um, you know, maybe there's a dinner for, again, for select clients. Maybe there's an after-hours event for sommeliers. So, you, you know, think about other ways that are more engaging, more interesting, rather than the traditional um, work with. Um, the most difficult people to sometimes to, to get people to meet will be, you know, um, export managers. They're not, you know, the, the winemaker with, and the, and the wine grower with dirt under, dirt under the fingernails, you can usually, you'll have a little higher chance of success with. But, Based on the, you know, on, on who's visiting, you can sort of adjust the, the, the activities for the day um, and find the right mix of activities. Um, client relations are important. I mentioned before about going and visiting um, accounts with your sales reps and also inviting your, your clients to, you know, lunches and, and, and different events. Your sales reps will probably have a very close relationship with their clients. There's a good chance they've been with those clients longer than they've been with you. Because when you, when you hire a sales rep, there's a strong likelihood if they've had any industry experience that they're gonna bring some accounts with them. So they've had long relationships with their, 
uh, with their clients. So out of respect to both your, um, your employee, your sales rep, and to the client, it's very important to know them, to know who's who, know their names, know what they buy, why they're buying particular products, what's, you know, where is it fitting into their program, and when they buy. This is all useful to help, you know, again, show respect to all the various constituents, but also it helps mitigate against shortages because maybe somebody is only buying something seasonally. So just to help understand that, it's, it's key that you know who the, uh, who the players are. You know, your rep has, you know, 100 accounts, you're not going to know everybody intimately, but, but certainly, um, certainly know the key players, that those 20% who are giving 80% of the business, again, to reiterate a point that, that the first speaker made yesterday, and that was an excellent presentation. Um, social and entertainment is important too. This is a fun industry, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're selling, you know, um, alcoholic beverages. I mean, that's, let's not lose sight of the fact that a lot of people like to have fun in and around their, their jobs. So make the client feel part of the extended family. Invite them to events. Invite them to events at the offices. Again, these could be producer visits. Uh, bring them along for that. Also, um, maybe have an annual picnic or some sporting event uh, that you can get people access to, uh, to those events. So, you know, Pick your clients, and this can be sometimes a way of rewarding your sales reps too by making sure you look after their clients if you, if you get tickets to a game and you bring them along, that kind of a thing. So, uh, so that's important. Again, expenses. Smaller companies can't always cover expenses, um, but there's different ways that you can allow um, your, your employees to, uh, to cover some kind of um, client entertainment. Maybe you offer that when they get to a certain tier of sales, you can offer expenses. But it's also quite easy to do really interesting things. Um, for instance, a very popular thing for sales reps here in New York, both amongst themselves, but also with clients, is to bring them to a BYO in Chinatown, Peking Duck House. Anybody who's here will know that it has, a, it has no uh, corkage fee, and it's a great place to bring some bottles. Uh, maybe there's a few bottles from the cellar, some back vintage that you can bring, and um, you know, make, the, make, the, make the employee or the, the client feel a little bit more important, along with your sales rep too. Um, allow them to, uh, to do that and, and nurture those relationships. Or do, you know, as, where you can, have, have the, uh, allow them to entertain clients in their accounts, because of course, then you're pleasing many people, you're pleasing the account, you're pleasing the guest who might necessarily work at the account, and also, the, also your sales rep. So I mentioned, you know, maybe establishing some of these sort of expenses and, and entertainment as a form of reward and recognition. Your sales reps, if they've been with you for some time, if you have a great book, if you've been helping them, hopefully they're making plenty of money. Hopefully sales are strong. Um, but the bigger a company gets, maybe there's, you know, higher expectations on them. There's other ways of making them feel appreciated for their efforts. So um, you can offer, you know, fun incentives. Um, that can be anything from you know, the aforementioned uh, dining um, in your accounts to um, you know, trips, so trips to, um, to wine growing regions and many of those are subsidized by the EU, there's different or different sort of regional marketing groups. So there are ways to find out with your supplier um, how you can bring um, 
your, um, your employees and some of their key accounts on educational trips. That's very important. You can offer vouchers too. Maybe it's, maybe it's um, you know, um, you know an, an, something for an Apple store, Amazon. You know, coupons are, are, are vouchers that many people will use. Maybe it's something for, um, um, Zappos, right? You know, Zappos is a shoe company. The one thing that all sales reps go through a lot of is they go through a lot of shoes, if, especially if they're on the street. So they're using up a lot of shoe leather. So give them something that's kind of fun and uh, relevant to their, to their job. Include them in tasting events. So invite them to events like this. Certainly invite them to different regional trade shows. But also when you bring new product into the office to evaluate with your portfolio manager, if, you're, if you have them or if you're a smaller company and you're doing the evaluation, invite your employees to participate in that. And that could be you know, as some kind of a reward. Maybe everybody does it but, or else you, you, know, you do it on a rotating basis. They really will feel a little bit of ownership. Uh, they'll understand why you choose things, why you reject uh, certain wines as well. So that's always nice to do. Um, be generous with your praise. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, this is something, again, I heard from a lot, of, a lot of people. They just want a little pat on the back. It's very simple to do and, uh, and, and do that you know, as, as often as you can to really to make it seem meaningful to them and do it publicly if, if you can. Uh, maybe at a meeting if somebody opened a special account that, that you had been uh, trying to open for some time. Give, acknowledge them publicly um, in, uh, in, among, in front of their peers. Um, Sometimes you give people extra uh, responsibilities, enable growth for them. Maybe somebody likes doing social media. You can put them in charge of your social media account. Um, some, they, don't, they don't always have to pay them to do these things. They may like doing that because it's, it, it just gives them extra experience. Maybe you want to groom somebody to be a portfolio manager at some point. So put them in charge of some wines. If you bring in something new to the portfolio, let's say you, you, you bring in a, a bunch of new wines from you know, Galicia, um, maybe for, for the presentation that you give to your sales team and to the rest of the company, you ask one of your sales reps to kind of take the lead. They'll do all the research and they, they can lead that. So. Um, so that's another nice way to really pe make fe people feel um, included and, and encourage uh, career growth for them. So I think that the main sort of points that I, that I, that I made are, it's really about providing the right tool set, uh, which is both information and access to that information, you know, ideally through technology. It's about um, providing regular and very open and honest communications to your employees to enable them to have a very fluid conversation with their clients and to know exactly what's happening and to provide the right kind of reward and recognition and the sort of intersect between all of those three things. So, uh, so that's my, my presentation. I can be, you can follow me at, at New York Wine Guy on Instagram. I'll also be hanging out uh, in the meeting area outside uh, afterwards for a while if anybody has any questions. But in the meantime, does anybody have any questions on the floor regarding with, as it relates to sales and managing a sales team and providing the, um, the information? If you do, I have a mic, so flag me down. <laughs> I think we're good. Excellent. Well, thanks, folks. Thank you very much.